Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Where has he got to? That's what I want to know the most. Where has he been scurrying round, up in the rafters, down in the cellars, in the chambers, in the room of a thousand feathers, and I can't find the little blighter Robin Allender. Oh, creeping shadow over there, by the pews. It's floating above the booths. Earth could it be? Oh, oh, there he is, sliding up his stool. Big old grin on his face. So where on earth have you been, Robin? I've been looking for you everywhere. Hello. I've been between the past and the future. I thought you might have been. Your want to traverse the sort of... uh, What would you call them? The pathways of memory? Yes. I mean, between the past and the future. Now I say it does just sound like the present... It does, but it's just sort of slightly adjacent to the present, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've been kind of past adjacent. Like in, um, what's that film about space with the bookcase? Oh, Gravity, is it? What's it called? Interstellar. Interstellar, yes. And you are into Stella. I really am into Stella. I love Interstellar, but some people don't like it. And I think they're wrong. Do you think they're wrong? Yeah. I think it's very powerful that a bookcase should sort of be the point at which the past and the present kind of, and the future sort of meet. Because bookcases do tend to record our histories in a way, don't they? That's a very interesting point. The thing with films, though, is you never know whether it's a bookcase because the fridge they wanted it to be broke. Uh, Yeah, I, I certainly find, you know, look when I look at all my dad's books on a bookcase... So there's something very powerful about 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 them as artifacts of of his life, you know. Yeah, they're like a sort of a form of DNA on a shelf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all gone a bit serious for a kind of light-hearted intro to a a pub podcast, but um, I think yeah. What what pub podcast? That's what struck me about. Oh yeah, sorry, a, a transmission from the pub ether. What is more serious than a? Have you ever been to a pub? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, that's what struck me about Interstellar. I thought it was quite kind of profound because of that. Anyway. But like I said, you are into Stella. I really am. Yeah. I really am. You're, are you having any Stella tonight in the moon underwater? No, no, not not drinking tonight, just on the um, Oda Stella. 
the O, the low de V. Mm. Uh, no, that's actually booze. I'm also sanulus cannulus. Oh, really? What's the opposite of trying to get a glow in your cheek? I'm trying to remove the glow from my cheeks. I'm trying to get a pallor. Right. You want to what? Do you want to look kind of gaunt and pale? I would like to look a bit paler. I'm just a bit bit ruddy faced with the joys of uh, Dionysus. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well. Yeah, so what, how, how many days have you had off? Uh, one. Okay, cool. Um, and that was enforced by a very, very late drive back from Weymouth. But it has been a pub light week for me. My week in pubs, very few pubs in my week. I did do, uh, recorded a podcast in a pub called The Bedford. Oh. Yeah, which is nice, sort of big, big old pub. It's where they are... Uh, have the uh, Banana Cabaret, which is one of London's oldest comedy clubs. Uh, and is it in Deptford? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. I get slightly confused um, by some parts of London. Well, no, don't we all? But it is in Deptford. Yeah. 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 In depth. Um, speaking of London pubs, um, Simon Price, former guest at the Moon Underwater. It's um, in Balham. Balham. Is Ballam near Deptford? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not very good with all of those, like, ones that aren't on the tube that are just on the railways. I'm not your guy for London railways. I'm your guy for facts about tubes, tube stations. Yeah. But don't ask me to tell you the difference between Deptford and Ballam. Sure. Are you saying you're not a, you're not a big South London? Well, I lived in South London for a few years I do like it I'm just not as familiar with its transport network so sue me sure <laughs> it's got a very interesting graphic novel uh, called The Great North Wood which is about South London uh, but the Bedford the the pub is is really nice the the um, it's quite a big pub the Guinness was fantastic but yeah the room backstage I'd, I'd done the Banana Cabaret years and years and years and years ago but it's like this sort of mini globe theatre almost Ah, you're in the round. You're in the well. You sort of no, the room the is room. round, right? Okay, and it's got like an upstairs round room, but it's perfect for sort of like, you know, one or two hundred people events. Really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed my visit there. That's that's nice. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Simon Price, our former guest at the Moon Underwater, he wrote in to say. Well, he missed it in to say. I loved how John got all the way through that anecdote about having a roast at the Bull and Gate without mentioning its rock and roll heritage. It tells us a lot about his musical life. He never went to shitty, sticky, flawed indie gigs. Because why would you if you didn't need to? <laughs> yeah, but, which is true, actually. I mean, I, the Bull and Gate is, was, was a famous indie rock venue. It's probably slightly before our time, maybe? Or is it still a venue? I don't know. I was more concerned with its staffing policy. Oh, you were, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I think it still is a venue. Last time I was there to see, was to see public service broadcasting. Um, anyway, there we go. Thanks, Simon, for writing in. Yeah, thanks, Simon. I think the thing is, like, that the history of indie, if you weren't coming to London regularly, yeah, it's, it's a very different scene. It really, yeah, it is. I, I mean, my memory of going to gigs in London was coming from Bristol or, or wherever was, like, you'd basically follow all the people in dark-rimmed spectacles coming out of the underground station because we'd be going to see Bonnie Prince Billy and Godspeed You Black Emperor and stuff. So you'd basically follow the people who looked like they were going to those gigs. Yeah, and you were always right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Great days, though. It was kind of... It was, it was like an app 
but in real life. Oh, Nirvana played at the Bull and Gate. Ah. And Blur. Is it still a venue? Um, uh, it ceased operations as a venue in 2013 after being sold by previous owners to the Young's pub chain. Oh. Lovely story. <laughs> Lovely story. <laughs> Lovely story. Who got the power pack? I think perhaps the venue section was what's now turned into the restaurant. I kind of right. I kind of know the name from basically listening to gig listings on the evening session radio program in the nineties. Oh, the nineties. What pubs did we see bands in in the nineties? Fleece, Louisiana. Yeah, Fleece and Birkin, Louisiana. Um, what in London? You mean? I'm not sure I saw many... I, I would like to pretend I had a cool indie life in the late 90s, but I didn't really go to London for gigs. I saw Godspeed at the Roxy or the Troxy. Oh, yeah. we. I saw. I played at the Astoria, which is not no longer there, sadly, uh, with Gravenhurst. And I, I saw Mogwai at the Astoria, I think. That was a good venue. Um, with Scala, we've been there a few times. The thing is, I think with like lots of those small scale gigs, you don't hear about them if you live 120 miles yeah. away. Yeah, like you wanted to be in the heart of Camden in like 1995, or maybe it was horrible. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, I I'd mean, have been 13 in 1995. I think, <laughs> I think Camden. I think I'd have probably cried and got homesick. You would have tried to find a shop that sold sort of Queen memorabilia. Yeah, I absolutely got, got yourself, would have done. Got yourself a studded collar. And then just got the National Express home. No, that would have been pre-studded collar. I'd have gone to... There's a part of London where all the coin shops are. That's where I'd have gone. <laughs> and you could have watched Blur, and I would have bought myself a farthing and popped home. Yeah. I, I, I used to like going to the... When we had gallery trips in sixth form, I vividly remember sneaking out to the pub. It's crazy. You just wouldn't do that now, would you? I remember me and Kate Cox went to the pub. When we were meant to be in the National Gallery. Yeah, I mean, I snuck out to the pub when we went on a media studies trip to... Uh, you got bollocked, didn't you? I got absolutely bollocked. <laughs> and um, what was this um, guy called... The teacher said, where's, where's John? <laughs> no, the teacher overheard a student called Paul Walberton saying, John's gone to the Firkin. And the teacher said, where's John gone? And he said... Uh, He's got to buy a fur coat, <laughs> which was actually quite, quite plausible, yeah. and also plausible because I did have a fur coat. You did, uh, not in, real fur. In fact, I was going through um, all my posters today because I'm getting some of them framed, including a couple you've bought me that I just haven't got round to framing. I found such a cool like Mogwai "Come on, Die Young" poster that I used to have on my university wall. It's so cool. I'm getting it framed tomorrow, <laughs> and an enormous Koyana Skatsi poster from the film. <laughs> that I had on my wall at uni. It's so big. And I looked at it on the internet to see if it's worth anything, right? Mm. And the original Koyaanisqatsi film posters are worth like 200 quid. But this is so rare, I, there's not a single image of it online. Really? So it might be worth loads of money. You've got the rarest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I've got the rarest thing in the world. Oh, do let us know if you saw cool bands in the 90s yeah, in, in pubs. pubs. I mean... Yeah, I mean, what was the? I saw Super Furry Animals at the Louisiana. That's a tiny little spot. I saw Placebo at the Louisiana. I mean, they they, they weren't massive, didn't they? Um, we definitely want to hear what bands you saw in pubs before they were massive. It is. Yeah, yeah, massive. It is. Uh, thanks, Simon, for writing in. Um, I would my briefly week in pubs. I wanted to say I went to Colchester at the weekend, uh, see some family and. We went to the Victoria, stunning pub, brilliant real ales, lovely pilsners. 
And I love that they had a local brewery, Colchester Brewery. And do you know how, like, uh, local breweries, they might just call their beer, like, you know, Billy's Billy's Farm or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just something kind of low-key. Isn't Billy's Farm a song off the White Album? <laughs> no, it sounds like it could be. <laughs> but they called their beer Metropolis. Oh, that's nice. Like, with the, with the kind of, like, Fritz Lang kind of thing on the on the clip. It was really cool. The inspiration for Queen's Radio Gaga video. Knew, knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I like that. I like the ambition yes. of a local brewery, you know? Yes, yeah, yes, stunning, yes. Stunning spot, the Victoria. Really recommend that. It's a great pub. In a very historic city as well. Colchester, yes. Yes. The, the first city it's known as, I think. Is it really? It really is. I like Colchester. Well, before we go into the rest of the mist, folks, uh, a few mist topics that you can continue to correspond on, uh, which is your lingering pub shames, which we talked about recently, uh, weird pub names, your southernmost sparklers, <laughs> and pubs that are other things as well. <laughs> we'll be selling out the O2 in no time. We'll be selling out the O2 in no time with stuff like that. Yeah. And small bands who were who you saw in big bands who you saw in small places before they were massive. Well, um, Radio X used to do a competition called Big Bands in Small Places, so we oh, can go. Shit. We can go big bands in small pubs or small bands in big pubs. <laughs> small bands in big pubs. Didn't Jeff Buckley play at the Louisiana? He played at the Fleece, apparently, and he was amazing. Our media studies teacher went. Yeah, I, did, I was. I mean, I, I didn't go to that, but I, I did find the like listings, the local listings that had Jeff Buckley on it. Did once. you? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, not that interesting, is it? I saw the Go Team at the Fleece. Did you were there for the Go Team, weren't you? Yeah, I think so. And we saw that really bad Frank Zappa band that had like one <laughs> yeah. remaining member of. One lineup of Frank Zappa from 1965 who looked like they were all about to go yeah, into that a was home. Really weird. They, they started the gig by saying, taking questions from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird thing. I think we left halfway through. We that. did, yeah. I'll tell you a great venue in Bristol that is no longer there it was the Beer Keller, which Nirvana played at. Um, well, I didn't see that. I saw some great gigs there. I saw Rocket from the Crypt there and Gorky's. Times in the past. Times in the past and uh, bands in pubs in the past. Let us know, john at moonunderpod.com. We read all your correspondence. But, Robin, I did hear your sweat. It was a sweaty sigh. Sweaty, yeah. I have been sweating. It's it's kind of very hot for October, so I did have been sweating. Uh, So I did a sweaty sigh for the mist, and the mist arrived in my eyes. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. The first missed in we have from David, and it's regarding the Dave Gorman episode, which went out this week. And he says, Good day, chaps. Long-time listener, first-time mister. I've just been listening to the brilliant Dave Gorman episode and was staggered to discover that John could not get into the Hitchhiker's books for myself. My introduction was the fourth book in the series, which one of my mum's friends gave to me when I was 12. I knew absolutely nothing about the books at that time, but found the whole atmosphere and Douglas's writing to be completely magical. I feel that the mood and themes of the fourth book would much more suit John's temperament. On another note, have you thought about using any of Robert Rankin's Brentford books in the pub library? The pubs of Brentford feature, and to some extent star, in all of them, and are described in much loving detail. Yours in pints. David. That sounds good. Good news. Good mist. Yeah, so that one, that fourth book in The Hitchhikers is called So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, and it's kind of more of a love story. It's really good. But do you have to read them in order? I don't. I think you could probably dip into that one. And what are they about? <laughs> well, they're about life, the universe, and everything, aren't they? Yeah, it's sort of just sounds quite dweeby. <laughs> My God, like guys who like Star Wars saying, "Well, the answers to everything is forty-three. Like, what? What are you talking about? Forty-two. I don't care. <laughs> but you're. But you. You love Lord of the Rings. I, this is the thing. This is the thing. I think that a lot of people have is they have their own area of interest, and like, you know, I, like for instance, I love Game of Thrones. I love the books, but I'm really sniffy about Star Wars, which is just totally ridiculous. Yeah, but I think there's a slight difference in the way that they have seeped into popular culture. So if you only know Hitchhiker's Guide through guys in their sort of sixties quoting it. It sort of puts you off a bit like Monty Python, whereas, you know, I, I'm not inundated with sort of phrases from Game of Thrones. I watched the first series of Game of Thrones and got a bit bored, but I, it's fine. I think there might be the narcissism of small differences at play here, John, because I think quoting comedy series is something that we've is pretty much the the cornerstone of our friendship. Yeah, yeah, I know, but constantly hearing that the meaning of everything is 42 gets boring after the billionth time. Wow. But I I don't understand what it is. What is it? What's it about? Tell me what it's about. Well, they they they're just kind of I mean, I can't really they they they're comic adventure stories in a way. Right. But they have kind of real profundity in them and they they they've got a, a very the sense of humour is is very very funny because it's very surreal. Is it is it about Red Dwarf? <laughs> Red Dwarf, Red Dwarf, similar but different. And is it by the same person? No, of course not. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to say of course not like that. But but isn't the Red Dwarf book called the the you know the fish and ship shop at the end of time or something? <laughs> no. It's called Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers. Right, but that's a similar sort of tone. I see, you're sort of you're sort of against the kind of comedy and sci-fi mixing, maybe. Maybe I just am not a big Red Dwarf fan, and I think I thought they were the same thing. You're joking? Did you really? I think so. Red Dwarf is very good up to series six. After series six, I think it goes very 
bad. But uh, I've heard mixed reports about that. Well, I'll give it a go. I do have a copy, I think, of the first Hitchhiker's Guide. And I think I did try reading it once. Is it something about bricks at the start? Yeah, they, the, the ships hung in the sky in much the same way that bricks don't. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not a sci-fi guy. <laughs> I don't like spaceships. Oh, but you're happy with orcs and yes. Tom Bombadil yeah, because, floating about. Because there's no spaceships. <laughs> Well, like Gandalf flies about on an eagle. He does. Nature's That's a spaceship, spaceship in a way. Nature's spaceship. <laughs> an eagle. No, okay. I'll give it another bloody go. Yeah, do. please. I think you'd like it. And the radio series is great as well. But yeah, thanks for that. I keep the recommendations to the pub library coming in because that, that, I'd like to check out that Robert Rankin. Another missed here from Jill, who talks about the grill. <laughs> Hi, John and Robin. Really loved your chat on the grill, the pub in Aberdeen I went to. It got me Googling it as I grew up in Aberdeen in the 80s and early 90s. And as a young woman, the grill was not somewhere to go. It was a men's only bar until the 70s when a group of women stormed in and demanded to be served. However, the first female toilet was only installed in the late 90s. It definitely gave off a no-ladies vibe and had a really bad reputation as a pretty rough place. It sounds like they've turned all that around now, so I might pay it a visit next time I'm in town. Yeah, definitely do. I mean, from my experience of it, it seemed to be very welcoming and a very nice spot indeed. But yeah, that's that's quite amazing, isn't it? It is so nuts that that kind of experience is not just in living memory, but in quite recent living memory. It does feel, I know people always think the world is getting worse, and in many ways it is, but it does feel like things are getting a bit better. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe they're not. Especially when you read a mist like that, for sure. And our last mist this week, Southern Sparklers oh, yes, is please. the subject. Hi, both. Having been born and raised in Plymouth, Devon, although now living firmly in the land of the sparkler in Durham. Oh, God, I love Durham. I'd like to inform you that in St. Austell Brewery Tide Pubs, popular around southwest Devon and Cornwall, their own cask beer is served through a sparkler. I have enjoyed numerous pints of sparkled... Sparkled? I didn't know you could uh, kind of... What's the word? Adjectives it like that. Adjectives That's very nice. I don't know what I'm saying. I've enjoyed numerous pints of sparkled tribute and proper job as far south as Plymouth and into Cornwall. All the best, Jim. Thanks, Jim. I would love a sparkled trib. A sparkled trib, an ST. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's great. So, am I right in thinking Bath Ales is, like, owned by St. Austell? Is it? Yeah. Although, yeah, I think they took it over. Huh. So, I wonder if there's uh, sparklers in Bath Ales pubs these days. We must go and find out. Yeah, covered a lot of ground. Covered a lot of ground there. John John thought Red Dwarf and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy were the same thing. But they are. Well, I thought they were were from the same sort of author or the same family. (laughs) It's all about... It's all like... (sighs) Who do you think you are? (laughs) I'm not saying they're necessarily bad. I'm saying they're not for me. Um, But, you know, it's all that sort of... it's, It's all like... Do you remember that conversation Adam and Joe had about f- the funny animal words? So, like, in the 80s, it was hedgehogs and, right, and yeah, monkeys. Yeah. And in the 90s, it was... I can't remember. Fish. It's like yeah. fish. Mm. It always, they seemed quite big players in the that sort of that sort of world. I don't quite know what I mean by that. But you know the sort of... That sort of comedy, which is, like, wacky by using an animal's name a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, 
it's a bit like that. I, do you remember we had this idea of we wanted to go into a games workshop? Yeah. And sort of start messing about to the games workshop board and just going, <laughs> like, pretend, you know, like... Like, like when Richie plays chess in Bolton. <laughs> yeah. And we think we thought someone would go, excuse me, you're not actually doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but then I've been that guy. Yeah, of course. I've been so the you're not actually doing it right guy. Excuse me, you're not actually doing it right? Yeah, that's exactly... I've, I've, I'm sure I've said that before. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not how a Settlers of Catan game should play out. Exactly. We, are, we all become... The, our mirrors minor self. Also, I used to... I used to buy and sell Warhammer models at school. So what are you talking about? It's, it's well, no, I'm, this, there's a there's a difference between Warhammer and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Red Dwarf. I'm not saying one's better War, or worse. Warhammer's cool. No, I'm and not Red saying Dwarf's one's better or worse. Sad. I'm saying that there's a certain type of middle-aged man who will quote things like Red Dwarf and Hitchhiker's Guide at you. While you're painting your Warhammer models. <laughs> yes, but I'm not quoting the paint at them. <laughs> it's like a thing you, I think, if you've missed out on, e.g. the Monty Python films, I yeah. can quote, the TV series leaves me pretty dry. It's patchy. Yeah. Mm. Anyway... No, it's good. No, it's great. I'm only Jeff Jeffing with you. Folks, John at Moon Under Pod for all your correspondence. If you are Team Hitchhiker's Guide or <laughs> Team Warhammer slash Lord of the Rings, let us know. You, I feel like you, you, we, we kind of want to be, I mean, you don't want to create a kind of actual, I don't know, got to be careful with things like this. What? what? Well, like, just start, if you, if you said on Twitter, which is better, Red, Red Dwarf or Hitchhiker's, Get loads of retweets. Well, yeah, actually, you you would, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, you'd get a lot of aggro in the comments. I reckon. <laughs> would you? Well, I'd probably not. Actually. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Maybe don't email in about Hitchhiker's Guide and Red Dwarf and Warhammer and Lord of the Rings. Um, are there pubs in Hitchhiker's Guide? Well, yeah, that's why I read it in the pub library. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. There are in Red Dwarf as well. Are there? Well, on Pluto? No, we're back on back on Earth. They're on Earth in Red Dwarf. Well, in it, when in, in in a in a memory, they're back on Earth. Yeah, um, we all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, folks, there'll be more weekend pubs from us next week when I will have been to more pubs and we will have been to a pub. Oh yes, excited! We're going to a gig. We're going to see Cast Macoons. Ooh, yeah, lovely stuff. So we will give you an update about that. Bye bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.